Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Well, welcome today. We're Chris and Christina. We're interviewing Becky part two. We're going to... Is there anything we need to highlight from part one that you're in? um, The first um, episode, Becky talks about some of her journey with breast cancer, um, how God was always faithful, has transformed her life. And so now we're going to be talking about how how God put her in connection with uh, an organization called Project 31. And it's specifically, Becky, is that right? to help women walk through breast cancer successfully? Is that Correct. fair to say? Women, uh, women and their families. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when did you discover them? Was it through your process or later? It was through my process. Mm-hmm. Saw a sign in the doctor's office that said um, Mother's Day luncheon put on by Project 31 for breast cancer survivors and bring a guest. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that's what I need because I had great a great support system just like I do now mm-hmm. at, at work and at home and at church. I, w- I was covered but I just really I needed to be around other survivors. I needed to hear from them. I needed I needed that camaraderie mm-hmm. because as much as people were trying to understand what I was going through mm-hmm. I needed somebody who really got it. Yeah. So I thought I'll go to this thing called Project 31 and I had it in the back of my head. I thought I wonder Project 31 or if that has anything to do with Proverbs 31. Mm. So I I went that day and I'm telling you when I walked through the doors and saw the sign that said P31 and I was greeted by Tatum, Sarah's eight-year-old daughter at the time. Just grabbed me by the hand, (laughs) took me right up to the registration um, table where um, it said P31, but on the other side, it said um, the Bible verse of Proverbs 3130 mm. about how a woman's um, beauty, mm-hmm. according to the world, mm. um, is one thing, but a, an honorable woman, mm-hmm. a woman who loves the Lord, is to be praised. Yeah. And I felt, I have found my people, mm. and I felt a physical joy yeah of finding this group i didn't know what they were what uh-huh. i was about to experience but I, I i knew right away i'd found my place uh-huh and becky let's clarify becky or becky sarah is the uh, the founder of project 31 yes sarah is the founder of project 31 mm-hmm. so that's how i found project 31 and, mm-hmm. and needless to say that day was a blessing to me and every day after yeah. being with project 31 um, so I came to know Sarah, the mm-hmm. founder of Project 31, again, based off the Proverbs 31 woman. Because mm-hmm. just like we're told when we're uh, little girls, you know, it's not what's on the, it's not on the outside, it's what's on the inside. You know, that's really true. Yeah. All those virtues listed are what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then we're reminded in verse 30 that beauty is fleeting. Yeah. And you talk about fleeting have your breast removed and yeah. see how you feel about your femininity then, mm-hmm. you know, so true words. Yeah. Um, Sarah, uh, now my good friend, was diagnosed when she was 26. Wow. And she really had to pursue that on her own because doctors, you know, said, you're 26, You this is nothing. Well, it was something. Mm-hmm. And then um, she was newly married. She and her husband, Steve, could not find a place to minister to their Needs. Let's go back and re- remember that I said that breast cancer is 90% a mental and emotional game. Right. Again, which no doctor 
tells you. Your right. doctor's there to help you heal physically and doesn't really cover those areas. They couldn't really find anybody in their church or certainly in the medical field to to minister to their needs as a newly married couple sure. now experiencing all these things physically. So they found a Christian counselor and were able from there to think about starting a ministry to help other breast cancer survivors and their families. Mm -hmm. So Sarah's story is um, she was diagnosed with a secondary non-related breast cancer at age 34. Wow. So still way before the age when, you know, you're being screened or that we commonly know people that have breast cancer, she's been diagnosed twice Wow. and has gone through treatment and surgeries twice now. Mm -hmm. So at that time, um, around 2007, Sarah started, she and her husband took their own funding and started a nonprofit, not knowing anything about a nonprofit, not knowing what God was going to do with this, but they wanted to make themselves available for others to have a place to go to where somebody would say, I can understand. I can understand young. Mm -hmm. I I know what, I know the challenges that are met in marriages because of these physical changes. That's what she was called by the Lord to do. Um, It was turned into a foundation around 2011. So Project 31 is now about 12 years old and has blossomed from, she partnered with um, our friend Jane and a local hospital asked them, would you come and do a support group? And they'll both tell you they were, they no, no, we won't come do a support group. That's, that's not what we've got in mind. That's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But that's what God wanted them to do. Okay. And that's what they did. So starting from holding that very first meeting um, monthly in one of our local hospitals, has now in 12 years morphed into um, a full uh, 501c3 nonprofit that, you know, we we have to ask people for our funding to keep going. Yeah. And we are in, we hold nine different meetings throughout the month, each month. Mm-hmm. So we have 21 on a leadership team where we train them as mentors to mentor other people. We have a small staff of five. Mm-hmm. This is what God used Sarah's life and her diagnosis and her walk with the Lord to create this place of safety Mm. for breast cancer survivors and their families. Well, I love that what Sarah didn't get in support to meet those 90% of her needs, the emotional and mental, she used, just like you said, okay, God's going to get some glory, and he has. Absolutely. And then how sweet and kind of God to allow you to partner, Mm because that was what you said of your story. I want God to get the credit for this. Yes. And so just to clarify, this nonprofit, um, you minister to those who, from diagnosis to destiny, you say. Yes. And you found this early on in your diagnosis? I did find it early on. With my diagnosis, I had about a month to get everything in order, remembering that I could not have traditional chemo. So Mm -hmm. I needed to take the most drastic steps surgically. So I opted for a double mastectomy and they gave me four weeks to get everything in order and get my information and stuff. Well, the information that I, now I provide survivors day in and day out, I did not have that information. Oh, okay. I had what was given me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know where to look. I certainly didn't know how to weed through all the information that was 
given to me. Sure. So I'd already had not only my first surgery with my other two surgeries in the future, but I had a plan of action. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had Project 31 in the very beginning. Right. But as we also do in Project 31, we don't do coulda, shoulda, woulda. Right. I made the best decisions for myself at that time with Mm -hmm. the information I had. Mm -hmm. So no going back. Yeah. um, Just moving forward. And moving forward with that is the reason we want new survivors to know about Project 31 right away is because we've already navigated those waters. We've already gone through that volume of paperwork that each new survivor is given. And I tell them, we don't claim to have all the answers, Mm -hmm. but we do have resources. If we don't have the answer, we have, we can send you to somebody who does have that answer. Mm -hmm. But we are um, an ear. A lot of it is listening, Mm -hmm. just listening to a woman process what she's heard in her diagnosis, what she's going to do with that, maybe what the other side looks like if you do A, B, or C. So the importance of getting to new survivors quickly is great. So we have been in this arena now for long enough. We give our information to diagnostic centers, so where a woman would go to have a mammogram, um, where she will probably receive her results from, either they or the doctor, and we also, uh, oncologists and uh, doctor's offices, we give them our information to get in the hands of survivors immediately. Yeah, that's And excellent. I can't tell you how many times I've received a phone call. I don't know why I'm calling. My wow. doctor said, here's the pamphlet call. call. Wow. We offer up support groups. Mm-hmm. If you want to come to one of our monthly support groups, Uh, in person where we can talk one-on-one. You can connect with other survivors. We have online support group twice a month. One of them is the curriculum that we've put together called Staring Cancer in the Faith. Mm -hmm. So it is definitely about a faith journey and your, whoever you are, your walk with God, whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. if there is a walk with God. Sure. I wanted to point that out. Does not mean that, oh, I'm not a Christian. I can't use P31. That's not it at all. It means for that one online meeting on the first Tuesday of each month, we are going to talk about our faith. Mm -hmm. If you want to listen in, because it's, it's Zoom, so... Um, I tell people, you don't have to put your name or your face on your little square. You, you, can, you can participate if you want to. Mm-hmm. We're not going to call on you. But you're going to hear us talk about uh, different uh, subject matters and how our faith in Jesus Christ has brought us to where we are. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, all of our other meetings, we are unashamedly a faith-based organization. Mm-hmm. But we also have non-believers people who've never heard about Jesus, mm-hmm. people who claim to be atheists. Yeah. Um, you know, not only I'm not a believer, I just know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Buddhists and Muslims and anything you can think of. And when I talk to them, I say, great, come. Yeah. Okay, we have been called in Project 31 to minister to the breast cancer survivor. Yeah. So that's the portion we're covering first. Right. In that, Lord willing, we are planting seeds. Sure. So that when the time comes, we can talk to them about their spiritual health. Mm-hmm. But we can't just jump right in with that mm-hmm. when they're physically hurting and they're confused and they don't know. They don't have the assurance that I had right. walking yeah. through the faithfulness <clears throat> of Christ and yeah. having have always asked him to give me a testimony. Well, you know what? I got one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the form of breast cancer. Right. 
That's what we appreciate about Project 31. We, you know, we say Fahrenheit real life mentoring. It's all about real life. And sometimes real life is, oh, there's a spiritual need. But more times than not, there is a practical need. I've just been diagnosed. Yes. I love that you guys are the the hugs of Jesus to those women. And then, yeah, to talk about, but you're not on a, a, a mission to convert people. You want not to... Not at sh- the beginning, right. anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. But I'm reminded in the Bible, the stories of, you know, you can't just, um, you can't just walk up to um, a starving person and tell them about the bread of life. Right. What does that mean to them? Bread. I want bread. I'm hungry. I, you've got to feed their physical body first. Mm-hmm. And then you tell them about the bread of life. Yeah. You can't tell a thirsty person about the living waters of the Lord when their physical thirst needs to be quenched. So that's what we're trying to do is fulfill the other needs first. Mm -hmm. And what I tell these people of other or non-belief is, look, sister, you just come and you be you. Yeah. We're going to be us. Mm -hmm. We're going to continue to be us. You be you. I love that. And we'll see where, we'll see where that gets us. Yeah. Becky, when it gets to the point where your you, ladies are meeting one-on-one yes. and you start mentoring them, what are some things these women want to talk about and do talk about? Okay. Good question. Um, start by offering the, the, um, the group setting. Mm-hmm. That's for some. Mm-hmm. The online works better for others. Um, you know, the anonymity maybe of that. But from the beginning, we offer, and I think that's what sets... Project 31, apart from other breast cancer organizations, is we offer peer-to-peer mentoring, mm-hmm. meaning we will match you, a new survivor, which we call them a survivor from the beginning. Mm-hmm. We will match a new survivor with an experienced survivor. And I will do my best to get their information, their their age, maybe their family situation. My way of finding out if people... Um, have a church home is by just asking them that. And do you and your husband um, attend church locally? I might say what I'm trying to get from them is, and if there's if there's a lull, mm-hmm. okay, that's usually my answer. And I'll <laughs> say the reason I'm asking. These are almost rote in my head because sure. the reason I'm asking is because. I know if you have a church home, you have a small group or a Sunday school class that can really help you through these next stages. Mm-hmm. So that's my in on that. So, I, But I use their, their specific diagnosis, their age, where they are in life, to match them with a mentor, a trained mentor, mm-hmm. closest in likeness. We, When somebody calls and they're 32 or even 42, they don't want to talk to me. Mm. I'm 60. I'm the age of their mom. Mm. Moms and grandmas get breast cancer. Young women don't. Yeah. They don't want to, they're not interested in my story and I don't blame them. Yeah. My story's different. My breast cancer diagnosis came later in life. Okay. So, um, I try to match them with someone who's going to have like circumstances Mm -hmm. so that there will be, what we're after is that immediate connection. Like I felt when I walked into that Project 31 Mother's Day luncheon, when I knew nothing, I felt an immediate connection. Mm -hmm. So we, we pride ourselves by God's grace that we can um, offer that mm-hmm. one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So we're there for whatever, um, you know, the one-on-one or the group, whatever the setting is, mm-hmm. but the conversations are the same. And it's all just to be Jesus, be the hands and feet of Jesus yeah. to these women who are struggling. But 
like every life situation, there's nothing like somebody else in the same situation right. who will, like you and I are both doing now, who will shake your head, yes, mm-hmm. I get it. I've had a health crisis. You speak the I, same language. We speak the same language. I know what it's like. Where our friends and family, God love them, they try, and they are sincere, but they don't have the full understanding of, of, of everything. Yeah. Okay, just how you're describing the, the, the kind of commitment you guys pour into these women. Um, just if anyone would think this, your title, Project 31, has nothing to do <clears throat> with how you guys view women. They're not a project. How would you describe? How would you describe these women? I would describe these women as. I'm sorry. And the reason I say that sometimes in our world, in mm-hmm. the medical system, we are a number, mm-hmm. we're a project, and we just get scooted on down the road. Absolutely. That's not who you guys are, though. Right. And that is exactly what happens. And that's why a lot of this uh, mental and emotional portion does not get addressed because you're going to your oncologist who's been trained to help heal your physical body. And trust me, they're not trained to or do they want to deal with that other thing. So we talk to those doctors and say, send them our way. Mm -hmm. We'll take it from there. We're, We're glad to do that. And the reason why we're glad to do that is because all 21 members of our leadership team, we will all say we are called by God Mm -hmm. to do this work. Mm. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to talk about cancer and breast Mm -hmm. and um, just using your imagination, everything else that goes along with that. The conversations, the subjects, our lives are now deeply personal and intimate, and we are glad to have those conversations Mm -hmm. with strangers that we don't know, but God has brought our way. We spend hours and hours on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. We spend hours on the phone. We spend hours in person because we're we're happy to keep up with those people. Um, I, I, I keep a calendar, and I know that the others on the team do too, of when so-and-so is going to have a scan or, or a surgery so that we can call the night before and, and pray with them. Mm-hmm. They can be a believer or not, but I will always offer that prayer, and I'll tell you, no one's ever said, no, I'd rather you not pray for me. Yeah. So even if that prayer is the only thing they hear, we put the ministry into that prayer. We love you. We're here for you. We're going to be here for you. And this is how you know, because I'm reaching out to you and I'm telling you these things. If I'm listening to this and I am or know someone who's just received a breast cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. what's my next step to get a hold of you? Okay. To give them my name, phone number, email, and please encourage them to not delay mm-hmm. in calling. Mm-hmm. Some people don't feel like they need a support group or um, a mentor, you know, and you're very busy at the beginning of cancer. It is a full-time job. It is a calendaring of appointments and events and scans, and it is a full-time job. You may not feel like you have time for that. You want to get through the first portion before you look into that. We want to meet you right away. Mm. When you say, I don't know why I'm calling, I know why you're calling. Yeah. Let me tell you why you're calling. And you can help with that busyness. You can make the load lighter. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, just to give a a broader picture, just real life, uh, women are dealing with either they have a husband or they're single, maybe divorced, maybe children, Mm -hmm. a job that they have very little time to take off, Mm -hmm. bills to pay, Mm -hmm. maybe dysfunctional extended family they can't talk to. I mean, there's all kinds of issues. And then you add this on top of that. Yes. What we have found is... 
if somebody, myself included, has any issues going on in their life, and you're then on top, you're diagnosed with cancer, specifically breast cancer, those other things are just going to magnify. Mm-hmm. They're not going to go away. They're going to come to a head. So if there were already marital problems, trust me, losing your breast and your hair and going through treatment and being gone all the time isn't going to help. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And we don't say that, but we try to help in the preparation process. And we are certainly there to help them if and when that happens. And I tell our survivors, you are allowed to have a pity party. You can call me and invite me and I'll come if you want to. <laughs> we'll talk through it. Mm. What we want is, and again, myself included, I have days. But the goal of this whole thing is don't stay there mm. because that's not a healthy place. Yeah. And when I personally get in those spots, that's when Satan pecks at me. Yeah. Because my spirit is depleted that day for whatever mm. reason. And that's when, you know... Satan's warming his little way in there. I found a crack. He's going to mm-hmm. warm his way in there. So we want to be the, we're not always overly joyful and upbeat. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll cry with you. Mm-hmm. We'll go to appointments with you. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll pray with you. We'll help you figure out those um, documents and those, those scans and what the results mean. Um, the Lord has blessed us in this last year with a certified breast cancer nurse navigator mm-hmm. to be on our staff. And all of our staff and leadership team, first and foremost, we're all believers in Jesus Christ. Different levels, mm-hmm. different denominations, mm-hmm. but we're all believers in Jesus Christ, and it all comes back to that. The rest is just um, different life circumstances, mm-hmm. different careers. We have two on our leadership team who were diagnosed when they were pregnant. Wow. You know, so we have all different walks of life, if you will, to offer. And that's what you want to hear from. You mm-hmm. you want to hear from someone in a like situation. Yeah. I wanted to share a little bit about my past before I came a mentor mm-hmm. to breast cancer survivors. It had been my heart's desire, and I know you've already heard the story, it had always been my heart's desire to work with women. I just felt like I wanted to do that. I'd been through some stuff, mm-hmm. and I felt like I made it through that stuff because of my relationship with Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. and where I know my trust lies and that I know that he's faithful. And I wanted to use those life experiences to share with other women in the church, at work, that I meet, whatever. And um, miscellaneous times that happened, but the Lord worked it out to where my whole career in the workforce was I worked with men. Mm -hmm. So I kind of changed um, some things to to try to mentor men to be better to their women. Yeah. You know, taking it from a, a women's perspective, but still having the longing and the desire to want to help women be able to, um, for example, stick out the hard times. You're not going to love your husband at this level every day. Mm-hmm. That's shocking. Is it? Does it I'm, I'm sorry if this is news to you. But to help them through those days and mm-hmm. what you, you know, and because by the grace of God, I was able to stick out through some hard times. I'm now reaping the benefits of having a solid marriage of longevity and being in a peaceful place and a comfortable place, a place so comfortable that when the world took away what they call beautiful, mm. I still have a husband who desires me. Mm. And I'm just so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. 
always having the longing in my heart to work with women. Mm -hmm. Well, then I have breast cancer. I become involved with Project 31. They ministered to me. They spoke to me. I knew right away. I want in. Yeah. I whatever this is, this is what I want. I've got chills just saying it. Mm-hmm. I want this. I want to be the one talking to other survivors. I want to be the one. And that did not happen by mistake. That did not come as a surprise to the Lord didn't one day say, Oh, that's right, she'd always wanted to do that. <laughs> oh looky. Yeah. This is all working together. Let's mm-hmm. go with that. Let's look back at all the things that I've already said have happened in my life yeah. and brought me to this point. The Lord's been preparing me all along mm. to be that overconfidence that I'm mm-hmm. accused of mm-hmm. and to be able to um, you know, stand firm and, and speak the words and talk about breasts in front of men or anybody else now. That's, mm-hmm. not, that's not an issue for me yeah. like it was. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Because it was a... You know, I'm not saying breast in front of anybody, especially well, our, not in front of me. Our comfort zones you know. are expandable. Yeah. That's happened yes, to you. I mean, not only does that cause me zero thought yeah. to do it, you know, that's a blessing in itself that mm. I've overcome that. But now I have my audience of women, mm. like I always ask the Lord. Do you think He's faithful? I think He's faithful. <laughs> Time and time again, let mm, me tell you. Yeah. I and mean, we don't have the time for me to tell you all the times he's yeah. been faithful. I just highlighted the big events. Right. That doesn't even include the other. So now I am at a place of joy and peace. I have a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. Even right now, I love what God has called me to do. It is hard work. Sure. Mm. It is hard to hear the stories again and again and again and take on... Um, and even imagine it physically, take on the burdens of my survivor sisters. Mm -hmm. But with my experience in God's faithfulness, I have strong shoulders and I can do that. Mm -hmm. Without that experience, I, you know, when I was asking the Lord, um, I'd like to work with women someday. I'd kind of like to mentor women. And if I'm saying that to the Lord at 30, I don't have what I need yet. Yeah. So it took the years of experience to get me to where I was, I'm grateful to have had cancer. Mm. Now, I know not everybody can say that, and I know to some that's foolishness, and they want to stop listening right now. Mm -hmm. But hear me out. I can say I'm grateful for that because God gave me the longing of my heart, which was to work with women in in a mentoring capacity. And with that, I also love receiving mentorship from women who are older than me, women Mm. who know Jesus, who can speak into me. Because if my bucket is not filled, Mm -hmm. I have nothing to pour out onto those I'm called to mentor. So um, there are cancer blessings. And I can, you know, I could sit here and name them to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, the way we've reconnected is through our ministries that reach people that might have never happened through yeah. our collaboration because as, as a mentor one thing I've learned one of the best things I can do is be a connector mm-hmm. and so I, I actually told two different uh, people this last week about project 31 okay. one man was talking about his wife's journey with breast cancer he didn't know about project 31 he's local and a woman in Canada who leads a women's facility so uh, being a uh, resources for each other yes, can be yes. so helpful. Oh, I, I pray that they both reach out. You know, yeah. we, we would love that. God has taken what He put in Sarah's heart to start a foundation that would 
make available mentors that she didn't have so that others don't have to go through some of the trying times that she did. Mm -hmm. God gave her that, and it has expanded. Um, We are, of course, Oklahoma-based, but especially on our online um, meetings, we get people from other states. We send out um, care bags to people who have reached out to us, and we've done that in several other countries and many states. Mm -hmm. The The Lord's work is expanding, and we're grateful because we know the benefit of it. We know ourselves the benefit of it. We're going through growing pains now because there is such a need. Mm-hmm. And what we do is so heavy yeah. that at times, some of us who have trained and have the God-given desire to do what we do need to take a breath and step away for a little bit. Sure, It's hard work, but it's so rewarding. Mm-hmm. And it is what God has led me to do, and I'm just so grateful. Well, we're going to include in the uh, include in the transcript the the what am I saying the website and okay. how to get in contact. But also, as you alluded to, you are a nonprofit, and mm-hmm. so if something if you know somebody, um, if you feel led to give, give mm-hmm. they need funds to keep doing the work that they're doing. And so we're going to um, link um, in the description. Uh, the information and on that website mm-hmm. it'll say contact us and it they will. can and you're the person that they're gonna you're the outreach coordinator and I'm so the outreach coordinator you're mm-hmm. their first contact with all the information about Sarah her story yes um, how they can get in touch with the organization how they can give yes. will be listed all on the website yeah anything else in closing no, it's, it's, it's a privilege to talk to you Becky yeah. and, and you I'm grateful to share my story We want to thank you, as always, for listening. If today was helpful, if something that you listened to was helpful, we would really love it if you would go to Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, download, subscribe, and for all things related to podcast, if you'd like to give a financial contribution to help us continuing bringing this sort of broadcasting to you, just go to FahrenheitMentoring.org.